WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Upfront program. And uh, by invitation, I called him. He agreed to uh, come in. Is our uh, guest today, Steve D'Agostino. Tomorrow, another Steve will be here, Steve Casey. We'll talk about a whole different a whole different line of uh, topics. Uh, when Steve is here, we'll talk about the upcoming General Assembly session uh, in January. And we'll talk about the uh, primary uh, in um, September here, September 5th, where uh, Steve um, won the city of Woonsocket but came in. Came in fifth uh, statewide in a field of 10. And uh, we'll chat with him tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow's program. John Breen will be here on Friday. That's pretty much the lineup for the rest of the week. Uh, I had to- 10 topics with Steve D'Agostino. You may have a, a topic for him, too. You're welcome to uh, call. You're welcome to email. You know the number, 7690600. And the email address is wnri.com. And we'll have a few commercials along the way, but we want to uh, thank Steve for uh, agreeing to come by and uh, chat with us about uh, some issues that I'd like him to talk about. And, well, knowing Steve, he'll probably talk about a few issues he'd like to talk about. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And thank you for accepting uh, my invitation to uh, be here. My pleasure. Um, I'll uh, bring up the topics, not necessarily in their order of importance, but... um, um, and then um, maybe we could do like one one to one. I could I could bring up a topic, and then you could bring up something that may be on your mind. But anyway, I want to talk about Manville Road. I found that interesting because I travel it every day, whether I'm on my way to uh, to the village of Manville in Lincoln, or whether I'm um, you know going to Jeff Kamash's house uh, off of uh, on Jilson Avenue. We use Mount Saint Charles. I'm very familiar with it, and um, and the reason I'm bringing up Manville Road is not only was it nicely done, but I want to talk about this unique situation with the state of Rhode Island and the city of Woonsocket. There are 39 cities and towns in the state. I think it's the only, it's the only city or town that uh, the Department of Transportation has the confidence on in to build to build a a road and um, and re- reimburse. Uh, so anyway, talk a little bit about that. Talk about the project and talk about that unique relationship. I, I really get a kick out of it. Steve, you're on. Oh, thank you. And uh, yes, you're, you're correct. Um, and it stems from a, you know, a good relationship the mayor has with uh, the um, director of uh, DOT and obviously the governor. And, and over the years, they come to know that you know, we have a program here in Woonsocket that, you know, we're capable. We do a lot of our own uh, road repair, and it's quality work. And because of the mayor, um, we purchase, you know, a lot of uh, equipment necessary to do that kind of work. So we're geared for that kind of work. We're, we're probably the only municipality, and I, I hear this from private industry, that... Uh, that, you know, we possess that size paver is equivalent to what a, 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 a you know, regular contractor would use on a highway. So um, not many mayors would have the confidence to do that. And um, she did. And because thanks to the taxpayers, um, they actually do the funding. But uh, 
we purchased that equipment, and um, I've trained the guys for the last nine and a half years. Some have left. They went on to private industry, and others have remained. And um, So we do quality work. We're capable of doing quality work. So, and uh, DOT has a confidence in us. You're correct. And they've complimented us. And ironically, I had the, the Amber Construction out there because they have a bid with us to supply us with the uh, additional roller if we need it. And uh, a couple of guys from the Amber come up to me and they go, Who, you know, whose paper is that? And I said, that's the city of Wasaka. They're like, you're kidding. I said, no, not kidding at all. They go, that's the same size paper we have. We do high. We just did 295. I said, well, yeah. I said, we do our own work here when, we, when it's necessary. And uh, so the guy says, well, I'm going to go back and tell the crew. You know, I've never seen this before. I said, well, you saw it now. So, and uh, Bob Rocchio, I want to thank him. And obviously, Director Alvidi and um, my brother-in-law, David Walsh at DOT. And uh, so just a lot of people that have confidence in the mayor. And the ability for Woonsocket to uh, to do these kind of projects. So it was a it's a good project. It was a good project. Uh, just a few more observations uh, on it. Um, first of all, uh, if we uh, there were two things uh, that could have happened with that project. Number one is uh, uh, the state could have continued to uh, have it on their list. I say it could have been two years before uh, that got done. And well, number two. Yeah. The cost of the thing, how much less did it cost the state of Rhode Island to do that job, even though the workers from the city were paid good wages uh, to uh, to work that job? Yeah, I'm not going to uh, throw an actual It's It was considerably uh, less. Percentage, by, maybe. Yeah, percentage. Yeah. It, you know, it probably, I don't know, they probably <laughs> saved 20%. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And the, But the time factor, yeah. by the time that contractor gets to this part of the state because you know they have them patching all over the place so um so i'm sure this will spark um future projects if the mayor chooses to go in that direction um you know we don't want to become uh you know uh, uh like the state's go-to agency to repair roads but you know in in certain uh, circumstances like this, that's a, a main artery into the city. And it was in disrepair for, you know, for years and years. So it's just, you know, it's just better the way it is now. No question about it. First-hand experience. Can I ask one more Manville Road-related question, but it's actually private industry, but I thought sure. you'd know something about it. Talking about Manville Road, no, no one can miss um, uh, the company that is located now on Manville Road, across from the former Verdun site. Nobody can miss all the millions and millions of dollars of equipment. It's got to be in the millions. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about, about this company? Does this guy like um, uh, rent or lease out this equipment? Or how, how does that work? No. And, and how big of a company is it? Well, it, it's considerable. Uh, the mayor actually met with him uh, ironically yesterday. And... Um, you know, I know him from just, you know, here and there, just construction projects. But anyway, his main focus is snow removal. Mm -hmm. He's geared for snow removal. So he does a lot of um, commercial snow removal. And I believe some, uh, you know, like condos, that type of thing. 
But uh, he has contracts, you know, all the way to Boston. And um, he needs that amount of equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably has 40 front-end loaders and 50 bobcats and, you know, hundreds of personnel when it snows. So that's that's what he does. And he's been doing it for a while, and he's obviously successful. And, um, you know, we're happy that he moved to the city. And uh, he's going to build a building down below there. Mm-hmm. The mayor was reviewing that with him. And uh, he's going to occupy some of the space, and he's going to rent some out. But you're correct. There's millions of dollars of equipment there. That operation reminds me of uh, another industry as well. Uh, I guess this is better suited for the mayor, but I, I just want to point out to people uh, uh, that that industry that you're talking about, Manville Road, um, with that heavy equipment, is located here in town. And then there's a the pallet industry here in yeah. town. Yes. Uh, both uh, here in uh, what I call East Socket and then uh, on River Street. Yeah. And that's a huge operation employing a lot of people yes. in what I would call a quiet industry. Very quiet. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, that individual, too, is uh, he's a very energetic um, entrepreneur. Uh, he's a young guy, Jay Montero, and uh, he's, a, he's a good, good guy. And uh, he runs a nice business there, and he's done really nice things there at that site. And uh, he opened the restaurant across the street. Um, Fast Eddie's, yeah. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. doing quite well. And um, I've, I've, well, I know his dad. I went to school with his dad, um, and I've been friends with his dad forever. But uh, Jay's a good kid, and uh, he's not a kid, but... Uh, you know, he's, he's just a good guy. And, uh, you know, there's a pallet company on Havelock Street yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You're in but, East uh, Socket, yeah. But Jay is doing, a, he's doing a, a tremendous job there, and hats off to him. I didn't mean to get off uh, focus on that, but they're sort of related, so I, uh, so I, I yeah. apologize. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to talk about, um, um, I think I want to talk a little bit about Autumn Fest. Yeah. Sometimes maybe uh, people don't realize that, the city of Woonsocket does stuff for events, whether it's uh, the uh, Levitt Amp concert or whether it's uh, uh, some other event in town. And um, Public Works is uh, is going to be there. And, and, of course, you make a contribution to Autumn Fest. Maybe you can tell us how much of a contribution so people have a better insight. Too much. Uh, but... Uh all kidding aside, I, I, you know, I know it's a, it's a city event and it's been going on for, I remember the first one. I went to the first Autumn Fest when they had uh, beer and wine and you could walk throughout the park and the park was almost brand new and, you know, it was a, it was a great time. And, um, you know, it's transformed over the years, but when you're the director of public works, um, you see just how much resources it pulls from your um, just everyday, you know, projects. You know what I mean? And uh, the just the overall cleaning and the setting up and then the post uh, when it's done. So uh, I don't think people realize how much uh, time goes in from public works. Uh, and all the employees and the money spent uh, for those three days, okay? Uh, some of them working on it right now? Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it starts, you know, a week and a half, two weeks before. 
and it doesn't end till a week, week and a half after. By the time you clean up the uh, the mess, you know the devastation. I mean, the grass is just trashed, and uh, I know it's a, you know, like I say, I'm not trying to diminish uh, the event. I'm not. I know a lot of volunteers do a lot of hard work, and they put a lot of time into it. Um, it's just, it's very draining on the uh, public works department. That's what I'll say. But you get it done. We get it done. Right. We well, it. I bring it up in the sense that maybe a lot of people don't appreciate that effort. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a good. Uh, it's good that you bring it up. But uh, a lot of people don't go from Woonsocket, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of out of town people go and. Um, but it is, uh, it's tremendous drain on the resources. We'll be talking about water a little bit later in the program, but I want to talk about all the rain that has happened. And I was wondering if, uh, the mind of a, a guy like Steve D'Agostino, a public works guy, says, uh, this rain is falling in July. This rain is falling in August. This rain is falling in September. God, I'm glad not the intensity of this is falling in January or February because we'd be in deep doo-doo. What do you think about that? Well, that's why I like global warming, right? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, if you'll notice, and I'm glad you brought that up, Roger, because a lot of people don't uh, notice that. If Do you notice there's not localized flooding in the city? I notice that. Okay. That's not by accident. Okay? That's by a plan. It's been planned throughout the years, almost a decade now, where we don't use sand anymore. And the sand was wreaking havoc in our drainage infrastructure, okay? I want you to picture your heart, arteries, your veins, right? They become clogged because you're eating poorly, correct? Over time, you're going to need a stent or whatever, same thing with the, the drainage in the city. You stop using sand, you clean those basins thoroughly for several years, and with all this rain, eventually you're going to flush a lot of that sand that was in the system out. Okay? And you're not going to have that localized flooding that you used to have before because the system is now functioning properly. Okay? And that was with a like I say, a plan. We use 99% of what we use now is salt. Okay? And we got away from the sand, and this is the result of it. So it's a strategy that came through. Like much of the things we do here, we, we have a strategy. We just don't haphazardly do things and say, oh, you know, this is all, it's saving money, cleaning up. It's cleaning out the infrastructure beneath us. It's alleviating, uh, you know, spot flooding, if you will. Well, let's take that same volume of rain in August and September. And uh, that goes down the drain. Uh, no localized flooding. Let's go to uh, wintertime. Snow does not go down the drain. Tell us about the winter of 2023-24 coming up and whether we have equipment, whether we have experienced drivers, I know you're thinking about that. I am, and I'm glad you brought that up. You're bringing up a lot of topics that uh, I was... I had 10. Yeah, I I was going to say. But, uh, yes, we have the equipment. We have have beautiful equipment, okay? Once again, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna roll this back because ironically I heard uh, two former council people at the uh, at the meeting and you know work with the unions and work with this and work with that. I mean, I thought I was at PPAC, but it's because of this mayor and these taxpayers in this city. Okay, we have purchased. She has authorized the purchase of so much equipment in public works, in fire department, in police department. And yes, at the public works, we've, we've, we've probably purchased nine full-size dump trucks, 20 pickups, a backhoe, a loader, lawnmowers, snowblowers, uh, a new brush cutter, uh, sanders, uh, you name it. The, these people have the best equipment money can buy. I purchased it all myself, personally, okay? Because it's, it's the best equipment. Caterpillar, Freightliner, uh, John Deere. That's all name brand stuff. And the, and what's very nice to see is that, that the employees take care of this equipment now. On Fridays, they clean it out. They wash their trucks. They, they actually care for the equipment. And so we have top-notch equipment. We're ready for any kind of winter, okay? And never before, never before, okay? It was because of this mayor and the, and the taxpayers. I always thank the taxpayers because they, they pay the bills. When these, when these employees pave on a, on a job, okay, they get up to $3 an hour extra every time they pave. If they have a CDL or they have a hoisting license, it's another $2 an hour. So in some circumstances, on a particular job, they can make $5 an hour extra. They've never done that before in this city, ever, ever, okay, until this mayor came along and I came along, okay? Never happened before. So... Is it, you know, are they, and I, and I can hear, you know, comments in the background. Well, it doesn't buy groceries, Steve, or whatever. I get that. But they have outstanding equipment. And I know for a fact, I think they have a meeting today, 670 in the mayor. And I believe the firefighters have one tomorrow. So I'm sure she will work that out with them. And she has a balancing act, not only to the employees, but to the taxpayers, okay? You have, to, you have to keep taxes in check, but you have to keep your employees happy as well. You, you must. I'm a union member, Roger. I've been since the 80s. I'm still a current union member. So I know all of operating engineers, Local 57, Providence, Rhode Island. So I know what it's all about to be a union member. So and to, to get a fair pay and a fair shot. And I believe the mayor was a union member as well. So, um, but it's a balancing act. That's what it is. But to sure. answer your question, uh, Director Gillette, Paul Shatraw, Chief Oates, myself, of course, the mayor, they have outstanding equipment. And so we are ready for the winter of 2324. We are. We, mm -hmm. Oh, we are, we are most certainly ready. Right. We're building a new salt shed as we speak. Um, it'll be all enclosed. Our salt will be nice and dry, as it should be. 
And that's another, you know, long-standing issue. When I got here, I remember when I took the job, DM sent me a letter saying that the salt was exposed. It needed to be covered. And that uh, enclosure is obsolete down there. It's all rotten, ready to fall apart. So we're, we're building one as we speak. Um, and that'll be ready for this year. So, yes, we're ready. When we come back, we're going to talk about topics. Uh, we have not forgotten... Uh Topics like uh, Cass Park, we haven't forgotten wastewater, we haven't forgotten water in general, the water treatment plant and the water that comes out of it and the value of water. All these topics are in front of us on the Upfront program. Steve D'Agostino is with us. However, Steve, we have to do some commercials. You understand that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're welcome to walk around our luxurious uh, studios here at WNRI. You're welcome to... uh, have some water here at WNRI. We have, uh, all right, we'll take our break right now. (laughs) Sorry about that. All right, we're going to uh, tell you that um, it's the Honey Shop, and they are on, they are on Park Square here in Woonsocket, and they have all kinds of um, classes the Honey Shop does, and um, and some of them are in November, like November 18th, a, a class on making cranberry cheddar and fresh cranberry sauce. November the 12th, a class on making cranberry limoncello, 21 years of age and older. Uh, coming on uh, October 22nd at 11 a.m., a class on mushroom and foraging. It's a hike to go looking for those mushrooms. I'll give you one more. Uh, how about December 15th at 5.30 in the afternoon, making Irish cream and cream brulee. Ooh. That's one of my favorites. Those are some of the upcoming classes at the Honey Shop. And we are on 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. And if you'd like to uh, reserve a a class, 766-1488. Or if uh, you'd like to check to see what coming uh, classes are underway, just go to the Honey Shop, our Facebook page, and you'll see all the information you need to know about our upcoming classes. We're the Honey Shop here in Woonsocket. Next. Savini's Pomodoro, Italian kitchen and bar, early bird specials, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 5.30 p.m., eleven ninety nine. dine-in only, and we have um, what we call the left and right menu. The left menu is the entree, like, uh, like uh, maybe um, pasta bolognese. Now, do you like bolognese, uh, Steve? Uh, I'm not you know? a big fan, no. Uh, but, no. Um, I'd rather have. Uh, I want to know what your favorite veal, Ital- chicken palm, uh-huh. uh, traditional I like shrimp stuff. scampi. Yeah, uh-huh. all right. Yeah. Well, all these are available on the early bird special at Savini's Pomodoro, including the uh, the chicken masala and uh, also the uh, chicken parmesan, the eggplant parmesan. That's my favorite eggplant parmesan. That's very good. Veal piccata is good. All right. Uh, early bird specials four to five thirty, eleven ninety nine. Dine in only Tuesday through Friday. At Savini's Pomodoro, Italian Kitchen and Bar. Hope you'll drop in today and enjoy the early bird specials. Also, between 4 and 6 at both restaurants, Ciro's and Savini's Pomodoro. Oysters for a dollar apiece. Yeah, a dollar apiece for those oysters right there at the Pomodoro. All right, let's check in with Scott McGee. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, Scott's got a uh, what we call in-town uh, condo for sale. And when I mean in-town, it's right in the middle of town. It's uh, located 
on Allen Street here in Woonsocket, 99 Allen Street. And this is condo number 103 off of Burnham Street. Two bedrooms, full bath. Take a, a step back in time in this original mill condo conversion. Original mill floors, beams, and exposed brick bring so much character to this space. 11-foot ceilings and large windows provide so much natural light. Would like to see it? Scott McGee can show it to you. 639-2906 is his cell phone number. Maybe you'll arrange uh, an opportunity to see this property. The price is two seventy-five, and Scott McGee has the listing, and he'd love to show it to you. I got um, one more announcement here, and that's Brigido's Fresh Market. Their third celebration is coming up this weekend. Since 1941, Brigido's Fresh Market, dedicated to quality, great cuts of meat and fresh produce from the farm. Most importantly, Brigido's was always about superior customer service. With even more premium deli and prepared foods and the finest baked goods. Serving the northern Rhode Island area with three locations, Situate, Pasco, and also 900 Victory Highway in Sidesville. We continue the family tradition with our core values. Stay tuned to W. NRI as we continue to update our stores to serve you better, and we'll tell you all about it right here. So we've been telling you about it. It's a three-week celebration. Two weeks ago, it was the Situate uh, Brigido store remodeling, and then uh, last weekend, it was the um, Slatersville uh, store remodeling, and this coming weekend is the Pascog store remodeling, and all three weekends, the same thing has been happening. First of all, each store, each weekend, has given away a 65-inch uh, widescreen TV. That will happen in Pascogue this weekend. Also, we have uh, hot dogs and, and hamburgers Friday and Saturday during our grand reopening of our Pascogue store. We have all kinds of um, door prizes that will be awarded. We have Boroughville officials are doing the ribbon cutting at our Pascoke store this weekend. And then we have our Coca-Cola machine. You hug the Coca-Cola machine, put your arms around it, and a free prize comes out. Many times it's Coca-Cola product. And so come on in and visit our our store in Pascoke. Last week, Slatersville, the week before Situate, this week, store number three in Pasco. We're Bridget and we'd love to see you, and thank you for your acceptance of uh, the other two uh, grand reopenings. We really appreciate the turnout. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How are you doing over there, Mr. Uh, Steve Dagg? I'm doing you? quite well, thank you. Good. Uh, let's move on. For, for, oh. Let me be, I, I contradicted myself. I said we're going to let you bring up a topic. You want to bring up a topic or you want me to keep rolling? No, keep rolling. I want to get all yours out of the way. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I, I think I expect a grand finale here. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, going back to, uh, to my notes here, uh, I did uh, say that uh, I wanted to talk about uh, wastewater treatment for a, sure. for a few seconds because... This is a long story, and there are a lot of uh, moving parts, uh, well, literally, to tell it. Tell me about it. Yeah, to it. And Too I, many. And I know uh, there's lawsuits, and there's, oh. uh, there's uh, buying equipment, and leasing equipment, and training yeah. people, and so forth. God. Can you kind of, uh, in layman's terms, uh, tell us uh, where we are and, and where we're going? This is wastewater treatment. We are not even talking about Cinegro yet, although sometimes... They're interconnected. Here's Mr. D'Agostino. More than sometimes. Yeah. Too many times. Um, but anyway, uh, that is uh, 
the plan is running quite well as we speak. Um, we're still, you know, moving forward with um, the repairs that uh, are needed at the facility with the gravity thickener. We have the um, the rental parts in the interim. So uh, the solicitor is uh, he's got the lawsuit pretty much, you know, under control for now. We presented our case to the AG. Um, and uh, so now it's up to them. And I, I want to say, you know, Mike Lepizarra, I'll tell you what. I work with a lot of attorneys, a lot of attorneys over the years, over, over a decade. I probably work with a dozen attorneys. And he is, you know, he is a cut above with his detail. When this guy is on something, he doesn't let it go. And he follows it. He pursues it right to the end. And it's and he does it. I mean, he doesn't sub it out or whatever. He doesn't have a legal assistant do it. He does it. So, you know, he's a he's a, a brilliant guy. He really is. And uh, he's someone I would hire um, if I wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's that he's that caliber. He's a really really he's a good guy too. He's a good Christian guy. I I never met anybody so. You know, Christian-oriented and goes to church all the time. You know, he's just a, he's just a good human being. So, um, but he's got that under control. And uh, we just purchased this belt press remover, which could play a role in our next um, venture that we're pursuing now or we're contemplating. Um, and so, all in all, it's a complicated mess, if you will. And but we, there's light at the end of the tunnel, okay. And we just had a workshop, closed session, so I can't discuss what was said. But um, I have I have my own, you know, path that I would like to take, and I believe the mayor is on that page, and I believe the solicitor is. We'll see if the council is, and um, I would like to have you know it's a it's a one company solution there. That's it's, it's, you know, bottom line. So if that can all be worked out, I think that's the best approach for the city of Woonsocket. Um, I would have never entered into this agreement that we're in now. And I don't care, you know, I don't care who says, oh, we get, we enter into contracts all the time, 20 years. Uh, no. So you don't enter we into a 30, you don't give someone two five-year extensions without even knowing, you know, what the, what they're gonna, what's going to happen 20 years from now. Did we just jump to Cinegro? Yes. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. So we're not talking about wastewater and the contract with Well, Jacob. we are talking about wastewater because mm-hmm. they're, they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Listen. Well, are you okay with Jacob, though, at wastewater? Yes, I am. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. But whatever Cinegro does affects the plant. Mm-hmm. They, they are connected. Period. Their, what they, their process does affects our wastewater plant. It's just it's the nature of the beast. What they do there affects our facility. So they are heavily intertwined, more so than people think. What they do on a daily basis affects our plant. Whether it's uh, cost of chemicals, whether it's electricity, whether it's uh, deficiencies, whatever it is. They're connected. They're joined at the hip. So, unfortunately. Mr. D'Agostino, I hate to use a, a obsolete term, obsbunsman or whatever they call it. Obsbun- anyway, we hired a guy, right? I know a guy. 
yeah. who, who's supposed to be watching the two uh, yes. the two places. How's that working out? It's working out great. It's working out who great. Who is this guy? It's Jim Lozon. He used to run the plant previously for a decade. Okay, almost since I've been here. And he ran the uh, plant for Jacobs. So he knows, you know, he forgot more about that plant than I'll ever know. And um, we are getting some extremely valuable documentation daily of what goes on there. And we never had that before. This is a person that works solely for the city of Woonsocket. Not for Jacobs, not for Sinegro. Works for us. And he has the time now to spend every day, take pictures, document he, he also has a, uh, a grade four uh, license to run the plant if he had to, either plant. So he's, he's extremely qualified. He's not like just some intern level person. This guy can run the plants. So he knows all the games, the tricks, the uh, deficiencies, the things they're doing good. So he knows all of that, and we're getting a report daily to the engineers and to myself. So wastewater is under control, and we have yes. a what we call plant oversight of both plants by Jim Lozon to uh, yes. protect the city's interest. That's correct. And, and I get levels twice a day at the plant. I get them through email. And I just sent an email this morning because I saw the levels were up in the secondaries and they haven't been up to that uh, particular level in quite some time. So I just, you know, I, I want an explanation immediately as to why they increased somewhat. Not concerning yet, but I don't like, you know, if there's more than a three foot level in the secondaries, I want to know why. Mr. D'Agostino, does the heavy rains make it uh, worse at the yes. wastewater or, yes. or help it? Worse. Worse. In what way? Because it infiltrates the system. Because it's an old system. Many of our sewer manhole covers still have holes in the top of them. And the, the drain water infiltrates the, uh, into the system. It, you know, it, it, it doesn't allow the process to take place like it should. The bugs can't eat like they like they should, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The bacteria in the tank, so it just uh, it's it just upsets the system, and the river rises and it it it, it affects the effluent, and it's just uh, it's not good. All right, well let's have a dry spell. Yeah, yeah, we need a dry, but it's good for our reservoir mm-hmm. on, on on the water side. And that leads me to water discussion okay. uh, with you and uh, the value of water. There was some discussion. At the last city council meeting about uh, selling, quote-unquote, water, selling, uh, I guess, uh, host fees or whatever you want. Uh, Tell us um, uh, about water and and how valuable it is and and whether, in fact, it actually could be a a revenue producer for the city of Woonsocket other than just the money going to uh, the water account. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the water is, you know, water is life, right? Water is uh, extremely valuable. And, you know, if you just sold water according to the PUC, um, how much do you think a million gallons of water, if we sold it to the town of North Smithfield, how much would you think that we would 
gross from that? I know it's not much. It's not much about selling the individual gallons right. to make money on water. I think we're going to make it another way. Yeah, $5,200 for a million gallons of water. Yeah. So That's cheap. Right? Too cheap. Too cheap. Yeah. Hey, thank you. So um, we just spent $60 million on a plant. Um, we're spending. We're going to be spending millions more on a water a facility, garage for all the employees. We have all the infrastructure in the ground. We have employees. We have cost. So, you know, to me, that's pennies on a dollar. And I know the mayor agrees. So, um, and I believe the council does as well, because they tabled it. But to me, you know, there should be some type of lucrative pilot agreement, you know, other than $75,000 a year with a 5% escalator, I mean, 75,000, you know, you can't buy six or seven fire hydrants with that. So that's, that's really nothing. Got got a question on that. So if $75,000 was nothing, what would have, what number would have been appropriate for you uh, and say, hey, now there's there's a number that I I like, two seventy five. I would say, uh, uh, me personally, I think you know I, I hate to put a number, but I'm going to put high six figures mm-hmm. or low seven. Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion, you know, because the 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 process the so it could be eight hundred thousand or one point yeah, two million exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh-huh. You know, these businesses are going to flourish with this water. And, uh, you know, we're going to bear all the costs. We got to, we got to, ha- and once again, it's housed in the city and socket. Um, you know, don't sell yourself out. You know, and I live in North Smithfield. And many of those people are my, they're my friends. But um, it is what it is. Business is business. Okay, so let's go to a few of the questions. Would, wasn't it uh, the city council who authorized the purchase of the equipment? Wasn't it the, the two councilmen who authorized everything the director asked for? Uh, did they play no role? I guess they're, they're thinking about Mr. Uh, Knoyer and Mr. Jenkins. Absol- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely they did. 100%. You're not going to, there's no, listen, transparency is my middle name, okay? They played a, they played a, a, a role, absolutely. They were more than willing, most of the time, almost a hundred percent of the time, to update uh, in in this council as well. But those two individuals, absolutely, not going to be a phony or, or say something that's not true. Okay, hundred percent. Next one here. Um, let's see. That's an old question from the other day. I'm sorry. It had to do with. That's uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, good morning, and then let me scroll down to the rest of it. Sorry about that, Steve. Bear with me. Oh, I saw an ad in this morning's paper about a RFP for a new stage at uh, World War II Park. According to the city website, the project is capped at two hundred thousand dollars. Is this a public? Is this a public works question, or is this uh, something I should direct to the mayor? Oh, you could direct that to the mayor. I mean, okay. that's that's more her. You know, if that's she wants to do that, yeah. she can do it. Whatever. Right. right. And that's, I got enough. To yeah. do. I I understand. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Roger and Mr. D'Agostino. It's that time again. I 
sadly anticipate the woes of winter. I give uh, lots of credit to the highway department for doing an excellent job plowing each year. Last year was a gift with little snow, but who knows what this year is in store for us. Thank you, Mr. D. And please keep up the great work. This taxpayer, i got to scroll down here to get the rest of it. This taxpayer appreciates the Woonsocket Highway Department, and so do I, sir. Caspock. Yeah. Caspock. Um, so um, the figure was uh, around $900,000 so far. I don't know what the net is. You can talk about the net against selling it and then uh, the expense of pulling it out. Um, um, do you expect to come near the numbers you originally talked about? Or, no. Uh, no. No. Okay. Here's Mr. Okay. D'Agostino on the stop. Topic. Right. So, you know, and I kind of, I resent this a little bit. You know, I hear uh, the former councilman, Kanoya, you know, he goes off on, you know, it's not what he said and this and that. Well, no, it's not what I said. Okay. Because at the time, and I've said this a thousand times too, but, you know, he chooses to, to be inflammatory and, you know, he wants to pick a fight with me, whatever. So, and I'm more than happy to acquiesce, by the way. But, whatever. Have at it. Um, at the time, gravel was selling for around $10 a cubic yard. I also said, if you remember uh, reading or whatever... I said, if the material runs true, okay? If it runs true. Turns out, once you're in there, well, there may be 70% gravel, 30% fill, okay? You don't know that till you get in there. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the borings tell you. So the window of the, uh, uh, you know, to capture that amount of money per yard of gravel, that is no longer with us. Okay, because of inflation, less construction, whatever. I mean, a window, you know, it's wide open and then it closes somewhat. But still, at the end of the day, we're going to do quite well. Um, I'm not going to say how much. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're, as I sit here right now, and this report is a couple of days old. Okay, and I emailed the, the com entire council this report up to date from when it started, uh, April 17th, up to uh, <coughs> September 15th is what I have here. I don't have the, the more, but $924,000. That's what we grossed so far. Mm -hmm. So we're on the cusp of a million dollars. So within, I don't know, next week, we'll have a million or more. Okay? Our expenses, as we speak, and this is why I didn't have the reports in the, because I didn't have all the, the invoices, so it wouldn't have been inaccurate. But that's nobody's fault but mine. Okay? I don't, I don't blame people. I don't blame the mayor. I don't blame the finance director. That's my fault. But... I had a conversation with the mayor yesterday, and she brought up a great point. She said, you know, we can post it on the city website every month as well. And I think that's a good idea. But anyway, our expenses as we speak, as I sit here today, $338,000 in $751. So that's a, a net of 
six six. That's oh, that's not a good number, six six six. But uh, that's so. That's where we're at. So we're probably we're probably a half a million, you know, good, mm-hmm. you know. But keep this in mind, Roger, and, and you know, I've, I've brought this point up many, 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 many times, you know. The former city council delayed the sale of gravel. Initially, after my proposal, first one failed, my proposal failed. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. I'm not passing the buck. It failed. I brought it up again and again and again. And it was delayed, delayed, delayed. When I brought customers to the meeting who said they wanted the gravel, delayed, delayed, delayed when I put it on the next time. So, you know, don't try to be something that you're not. Kanoya didn't want to sell the gravel. Just say it. You didn't want to sell the gravel. Period. I did. He didn't. So, but this mound for this particular plan, okay, had to be moved. If you want to approach the plan the way, you know, my uh, engineering uh, firm, Pa, designed it, that pile had to be moved. It had to be excavated. So the mayor and the council made a choice. They wanted to go with that approach. So we could have not sold any gravel, rehabilitated the current track the way it is, and spent millions of dollars and generated nothing. Zero. So we chose, they chose this approach, and this is the approach that we took now. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I say, within a, a couple of weeks, we'll grow some million bucks, and then we'll continue to sell. I have another RFP out for several hundred thousand yards of gravel. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll do quite well with that. And we'll begin to uh, build that complex sometime next year, hopefully. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I resent being transparent. You know what I mean? You want to be transparent, be transparent about the removal hearing. How's that? You know what I'm saying? Say what your role was in the, in the removal hearing, other than... Uh, judge, jury, and executioner. So, you know, don't preach to me about it, please. You want to have that conversation, I'll have it one-on-one with you all day long, privately. Okay? So, but, that, you know, don't don't come at me with stupidity. He's not being transparent or whatever. You know, get out of here. You opened up your remarks uh, on, the, um, on the excavation of, of gravel and sand and so forth. It has uh, and you explained the timetable we un- understood that yeah. but it haven't hasn't met your expectations because absolutely. of a number of reasons absolutely right? yeah yeah absolutely but no money but some money is better than no money is that wouldn't I, you I, say i would say i mean if, I, if I bring I'm trying you, to summarize yeah, uh, what if i uh, gross I'm, 2 million dollars or uh, 3 million dollars <laughs> or whatever is that not better than mm-hmm. no million dollars hey if you said i uh, i'm going to give and you let five let me ask you this how many other times in the history of the city of Winsocket did they ever uh, uh, sell a material to make up uh, any money? How many? You've been here for how many years? Uh, uh, the only time we sell um, material is when we sell uh, that stuff to uh, North Smithfield to put on the streets there. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Brian. 
bottom line is is that uh, hey, look at if you promise me five and you give me one point two million, uh, I'll be happy with one two point two million. Well, you and me both, <laughs> okay. right? Final words. Uh, we have about a minute left. Uh, Steve D'Agostino, Anything else you wanted to mention? I, I think you. Uh, uh, I think you you covered your agenda. I covered mine. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. You know, I mean, I could ask you about uh, you know the various uh, programs going on in the city, like waste pickup. But I can pro- I can promote that on my own. Yeah. I understand. But those, any those time, any of these people, these uh, you know, would be uh, prophets or, or whatever, they want to come and see me alone, okay, and have a conversation. Have at it. I'm available all the time. Just reach out and touch me. I've got your cell okay? phone number. Yeah. so You answer the phone. I, you know, I have no issue uh, having a, a spirited conversation with you. Okay? But I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting up in age now. I'm going to be 66 years old in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's I love doing what I do. I love serving with the mayor. Um I intend to, you know, complete this term with her. And if she so chooses to do it again, I may even do it again. Okay? But uh, it's a nice feeling knowing that you're, you know, you're approaching this time in your life. And we've accomplished a lot here together. And uh, I'm very pleased. And I I do want to see that complex, uh, you know, I want to see it through. And I want to see that water facility garage through. And uh, I'm very proud of what we've done here because we've done a lot. Mr. D'Agostino, thank you for being so accessible to us here. We appreciate that. It's very my much. pleasure. And, uh, you know, I, I think the world of you, you're a media mogul and uh, you're a class act. <laughs> don't forget the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Thank That's, you. Yeah, Let's meet too. for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Hey, the Roast House, great restaurant here in Blackstone, Massachusetts. Hope you'll visit them. Remember, they have a great luncheon menu, nice uh, tuna melt. Uh, they have wings. Uh, they have just good food. It's the uh, Roast House, and they're here in Blackstone, and they're open at 1130 today. We'd love to see you at the Roast House restaurant today. See you later tomorrow. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.